Incoming chat. Hello and welcome everybody one more time to Incoming Chat. Um, this is the first episode we're doing out of our new studio. And I have a special guest for this occasion, Amanda Anthony. Welcome to Incoming Chat. Thanks so much, Marcos. Amanda is not only a friend, but she's also the owner and founder of Malumika, which is a paint-your-own-pottery place. Mm -hmm. uh, when I heard about it, I was like, what is this? And But I've been there, and it's so much fun. And for not, not just for people, but for families and kids and, and for everybody. Yeah, adults but, too. I brought you here because you have so much more to tell. Ah. <laughs> and I would like to invite you to just um, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing for the last five years around these areas. Uh, so I've been in Poland for eight years. Um, I started Malamika five years ago. And four years ago, I also, uh, after having Malamika for about six months, I started working at HPE, um, which you know is Hewlett Packard Enterprise. And I was working in customer referencing. After a few months, I left there and just was focusing on Malamika. And then I uh, wanted to get back into what I studied, which is public policy. And so uh, I started working for a company that does game design. And you're thinking, well, what does game design have to do with public policy? Oh, I do, but, I do have that question. I'm sorry, I'll bring uh, it up. We run the Games for Sustainability page. And so we design and create and use board games and online games for teaching about sustainability. Um, I'm, I have a lot of questions about that too. Um, but I mean, you, you, when you when you came to Europe, you started working in HP. That, that was your first. No, no, my first job was a t teacher of English. Okay. English teacher. Which is which is sort of like the the common trend. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, as an American or a native English speaker, right? This is it's, the easiest it's your way first to, job. <laughs> to get in. Yeah. But then uh, you were, for HP, um, you were creating content, right? Uh, um, yes and no. So we had this customer reference database. Uh, we were working with uh, a number of units, but mostly hardware and software. Um, and we were gathering customer stories and creating those customer stories in a database, which uh, the salespeople could then go use. Okay, so it, was, so it, was, it was less about blogging or content creating, for example, on LinkedIn, so but some more, more like internal, yeah, internal case studies. Okay, and then eventually you decided like this is not enough. I want to go for my entrepreneurship. Yeah, trip. Well, no, no, no. I actually was working in entrepreneurship before HPE, but oh, okay. you know, being an entrepreneur can be really difficult. So oh, yes. I needed some some money to pay the bills, uh, and it was cheaper for me to hire somebody and work at HPE than it was to continue to run and struggle the business myself. And how, how, um, how you came up with Malamika? I mean, because uh, paint your own pottery, again, when I hear about it, I'm like, I couldn't figure out, like, how is this a business? And, but it is a business, and actually it's very successful, because I, I mean, I've been there, I've seen people having a lot of fun doing yeah. this. Like, how, where are they idea came it's, from? It's actually really popular abroad. So, you know, I'm from the States, um, and when I was a kid, I used to have birthday parties at a place like this. All right. Actually, the, I, I realized, looking back, that the place I went to did stuff with Plaster of Paris. It was called Plaster Funhouse. But, uh, things aside, <laughs> I always remembered it as painting pottery. I mean, it was definitely painting forms. And we had birthday parties and all this stuff. It was just like a really fun Saturday activity. And so I looked into it because I was thinking, okay, what is Wrocław missing? What where, where is the market here? Because there's 800,000 people. I mean, five years ago, there were 600 to 800,000 people, and there wasn't such a place. Definitely there wasn't like that, a yeah. jump rope, a jump uh, hall. Like, there was none of these things that are both fun for kids and adults. It was like, okay, you're gonna be an artist, 
or you're going to play outside. And both of those things are great, but like there's there's a medium. Yeah, I think, uh, but, yeah? But it surprises me how um, I mean a business that is so analog, if I want to call it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean you're, you're literally taking because like you just put the phone down and yeah. just go and paint something. Yeah. And I think I mean as a parent too. I mean I, I really appreciate that it's something that does involve technology, something that they can be creative. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's obviously a good a good business to exploit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it's not only just for children, but like also for adults who are so wrapped up in what's going on on their phones, what's going on at work. When you come here and you put your mind to work in a totally different way, everything kind of just calms down and your brain turns off. You know, people say they always get like inspiration in the shower, but I think a lot of people actually also just get inspiration yeah, from doing something the different. Is, the, yeah? the process is very zen. It's very mm -hmm. just like, look, I'm just going to focus on the present now, painting mm -hmm. this mug or painting this plate or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I, I want to go back. I haven't bring my kids yet, but uh, I right. will. Um, how how hard was it for you to to kick it? I mean, this is usually Americans are very good in entrepreneurship, right? They, they always have the And, yeah, I want, yeah. I, and I don't want to say it in, the, in a negative way, is this um, capitalist mindset. Mindset, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, to me, is, is something that I'm trying to push my kids to have because eventually yeah. you need to figure out things and, and ways to make money. Yeah, my, my father would say that I definitely have a capitalist mindset. And it's funny because it's not where I would be working if I was living in the US. Like, yeah. I wouldn't start my own business probably if I lived in the US. Now, if I think about moving back to the U.S., I'm like, maybe I would start a business. Maybe a but, franchise. But when I was a kid, I sold everything. Like, <laughs> I was a Girl Scout, so I sold Girl Scout cookies, oh, cookies, right? And I didn't do that thing where you give the form to your parent and then take the parent into work. I mean, my mom did that for me. I walked around the neighborhood and knocked on every single door, like, for the three streets that were within a distance of an eight-year-old, right? And I was like, hi, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies. Oh, great, you know? And then, I don't know how this happened, but I ended up buying several sets of earrings. Oh, my God. Like, I don't know, there was, like, a sale, and I just, like, bought them. I don't know where I had this money, but I had some money. And then I was selling those, like, also around the neighborhood. And then... Uh, when I was in high school, I started a painting business. We, we bought some plates and we were painting stuff on them and we were like, hey, would you like to buy this? People were like, yeah. Can you make one with this? Yeah, sure. sure so we painted that and like sold it to them. So it, it, it apparently is in my blood. I mean, it is something that I have always had, although I wouldn't have ever called myself an entrepreneurial. But I think the, the most important thing is the entrepreneurial mindset in anything that you do because What you realize as an entrepreneur is that there's nobody else to do it. So if you want something to be done, you either do it or it doesn't get done. And that, I think, transfers to a lot of businesses and a lot of different type of workplaces and also in life, right? Yep, yep, people, yeah. People wait for others to tell them what to do. Well, I don't know what to do. Well, well what do you want to achieve? Better, yeah. What do you want, you know, what, what kind of goals do you have? And Better figure out. Right. <laughs> And, and I think people who have that entrepreneurial mindset are like, well, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to start in one direction. And we'll, and we'll see where it takes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's also, it's also an expat uh, thing. I mean, we're both in, uh, mm -hmm. are right now in a different country. That, yeah. And it's like, well, I have to figure things out. I mean, yeah. I have to, I have to make it or, or, or what. Or I well, it's really, fascinating, there's not, though. There's not like another option. Right. But it's fascinating, right? Because you've seen other expats and you've probably also seen other business owners. And you think to yourself, how did this person choose this route? Like, 
They don't seem to be able to take care of themselves. They seriously seem lost, right? You ask somebody who owns a business and they, you ask them, you know, what are your revenues? What do you, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> are you how, making any yeah, money? Yeah, are you making any money? Well, I mean, I think we're doing okay. <laughs> how is that possible? How do you not know that kind of information about your business? And I'm not saying that you have to be like, you know, Mr. Salesperson, no, but, but we've still, achieved I mean, 77% growth in the last quarter, year over year, blah, 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 blah. You don't have to do that, right? But, but you need to have an idea. But you I need mean, to have an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's like the people who ask, where is rice? Where do I buy rice? Oh, yeah. In yeah, the like, shop. <laughs> I, 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 hear, I heard a few of those, like, does anyone know where to find toilet paper? Oh my God, what have you been doing for the last two weeks? <laughs> Maybe it was just there when they moved in. Yeah, right? true. <laughs> Let's make it last. You know, um, entrepreneurship is, is, is yeah, it, it's something that is very buzzy word right now. Like everybody yeah. wants to be an entrepreneur and, and there are different levels. Yeah, I mean, you can start a big business, mm -hmm. a startup, uh, like a, mm -hmm. a pottery shop or, or a popsicle guy. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of blockers, right? Especially when you're, yeah. when you're away. Um, and, and one of the biggest blockers, and I, I don't want to make the whole conversation about it, but mm -hmm. as, as um, being a man or a woman taking the lead, like starting your so. own thing. I don't, I don't know. And, and that's what I want to, because I mean, you're, I, I consider you one of the successful business people I know. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. Not, not, not just because the, the actual business is also your attitude towards your business. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter because uh, you started little yeah. and, and you probably lost money in the beginning, but little yeah. by little, you, you made it through and, and, and you, yeah. you have a business that, that works. A right. It was sort of money. like cobbling it together, right? I mean, yeah. that's why I like, worked here and I worked here and I worked here. But, but right? that's the but thing. Like, I mean, you, you, you put together a plan. But do you, yeah. do you feel like, being, like being, being a woman ever stopped you in any way? Certainly not in Poland. Okay. Uh, Which is, I mean, again, yeah. surprising. I would say that actually most of the I know it's not true, but I feel like a lot of businesses that I know and I'm familiar with are owned by women. Um, not all of them. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of businesses. If you look at corporations, I feel yeah. like it's still very much male-dominated. But if you look at these shops, usually it's, there's a lot of family businesses, yeah. and usually the head and of it is a woman. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's just because the guy has to go out and work at a different job to keep the shop open. I only had me, so <laughs> I was man and woman. But I mean, no. that's good, because if, if you don't feel it being a blocker, that means things are changing. Or, um, cause I mean, I, they, I they also... said, they've said that in Poland, actually, gender equality, in terms of workplace gender equality, mm -hmm. pay gap, that kind of work, uh, it tends to be lower uh, than in some of the more uh, Western economies. Yeah. I mean, U.S. pay gap is quite a lot larger. I would say access gap is a lot larger. You know, you look at venture capital in the U.S., and I think only, I can't quote statistics because I only know statistics from <laughs> African-Americans because I did a research project on it. But, like, it's significantly lower for women, yeah. VC, than for men. I mean, for black people, it's 5%. They get 5% yeah, no, of that's VC. Yeah. Black women get, like, 1%. I mean, it's, it's really, really, really low. So if we could extrapolate, probably white women are getting somewhere like 20% of VC, but it's not. Which is still not, I mean, it's not the optimum, but it's, right. it's, it's getting better, I guess. I mean, better, I, to be, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised in a, not in a sexist way, but I'm surprised like the amount of uh, business women that I've been, I've been mm -hmm. meeting lately. And 
and the the the, the literal attitude, the, the the power is like I I feel intimidated. It's like I I'm very I'm very shy on the way I do business. Mm -hmm. Even though like on camera, I might sound like yeah I know. Yeah. But I get oh okay. Um, but women get to tend like no. This is how we do it, and mm -hmm. this is what we want, and this is, and we're just gonna get it. Mm -hmm. And that attitude is just—it makes a difference. I mean, it, yeah. it makes most of the business. Uh, again, I'm not gonna quote anything, but uh, I read about like well, most of the business uh, run by women. They're actually successful business. They don't mm -hmm. go down like male business, for example. Yes, um, I mean, you, you hear about that. I've heard about that too. I've heard yeah. that statistic that you know it, they tend to persevere a little bit longer. They tend to go in with an idea that's a little bit more developed, right? Because like the risk is higher, it feels higher. Yeah. And so it's just a little bit more developed, it's a little bit longer and I don't no. know, so that's an interesting idea, idea though, you know? I mean, I also find it really hard to talk about my business. I talk about it with you, I talk about it with my friends, right? But when you have to but pitch it. Yeah, if yeah. I have to like go to a person, if I see people on the, the bus or the tram, and I'm like, oh, they would be perfect clients for Malamika. I can't just be like, hey, if you're ever looking for something to do this weekend, come to my <laughs> shop, my right? Like, I, I would never be able to do that, yeah? So, uh, you've been running Malamika for, you said? Five years. Well, five years, right? Five year anniversary in May. Ooh. Wow, congratulations. And um, I want to ask you for, for the learning curve, uh, and how much of that has been helping you? Because you're doing a mm -hmm. lot of other projects that I want to talk about later. but. How, how was the learning curve for you? Like how much, how many painful. fuck ups you had? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, painful. It was really painful. Um, I think that probably the untold secret of entrepreneurship is that you have to have a really broad network of people who can just listen to you complain. Because if you don't, you just get into your mind and you start thinking about all the ways it could go worse. And you're like, but I didn't think it could go worse. Oh, no, I remember, I remember when I first opened it. So the first month was really nice. We, I planned a big opening. I didn't have any follow-up marketing at all. I mean, like I had my Instagram, but it was like sort of my blended Instagram, personal Instagram, because that's yeah, what I had, that's right? that's what you do. Uh, then in June, like every weekend was worse. And I remember there was this week in June, it was like one month after I'd opened, where people would be walking by and it'd like sit up a little bit straighter, like maybe they can see me smiling through the window. <laughs> if they stopped and paused and looked at anything in the Go window, I'd be like, <laughs> would you like to come in? We have something for you. I mean, and I remember one lady came in and she's like, oh my God, this place is so great. Can I buy an apron? And I was like, that's not what we do. <laughs> But I'll sell it to you because I really because need, I need 20s money. Lottie. <laughs> 20s Lottie, I'm not going to be able to pay any bills next month. How do so you feel I, now, though? Like after five years, how much comfortable you feel? Gosh, about? it's funny, though. It, I, you never, hmm, I don't think any entrepreneur ever feels 100% confident, right? I'm continuing to be surprised by my success. I'm like happy, but it's still a little bit intimidating for me. Mm, I feel like every year there's a new type of challenge. So the first year was, how do you get people in the door? Second year was, okay, how do we get enough people in the door that I can keep the doors open? Third year was, okay, how do I keep these employees employed? Fourth year, which is mm, like last year, was, okay, how do we deal with this growth? And how do I personally okay, want to it, continue yeah. developing here? Because now I've been doing this for four years and I'm... I feel like I've seen every challenge, right? The challenges for me would have to be something around people management. And now the challenge is, okay, how do we deal with this growth and plan for the next step? So each year has been kind of defined by a different challenge. Which is good. I mean, which is good. Keep, I mean, it does going, keep right? you growing. Uh, I had to decide 
two years ago what I wanted to do about marketing mm -hmm. because I never had a great marketing plan. Um, it was probably my biggest mistake, and I think that a lot of small businesses have this problem, that you think you're just going to open and you think you have a great Magic. idea and then people are going to be like, wow, that's so much fun. I want to go in. And it doesn't, it doesn't work like that at all, <laughs> of course. And I got to the point where we had enough people to sustain like the very basic business. But of course I needed more because I wanted to, my employees to work more. Yeah. I wanted to work more. And you want to make wanted, money. And I wanted to make money, yeah. And I had to decide, okay, do I want to become a social media expert or do I want to hire somebody who is a social media expert? And I went the second route because when I looked at my future future and looked at my experience, it wasn't where I saw my set Your of skills, the, right? Yeah. It's not where I mm -hmm. saw my, my, my role. I like doing Facebook Lives from time to time, but the daily posting on Instagram, coming up with cute, clever captions, especially in my second language, working back and forth at all just, hours of the night to it's like... It's just one of those things people are like, how hard could it be? Yeah, that's what I thought at the beginning too. A huge <laughs> mistake, really. Really. I mean, it's not only... Because, you know, it's not... It's social media, they talk about it as like the... What do they call it? Like the silver bullet, right? Yeah. And it is, but you have to have somebody who's managing it really well. Because it's not about just, oh, pretty, post this pretty picture. Ooh, here I am. It has to, it has to make it, sense. You have to have the engagement, too. And the engagement is what takes the time, right? And the engagement is where you build people who are interested because if you're answering their questions, and it, and you're building works. in. And it does. It yeah. absolutely has, right? We have a ton of people come in now off of Instagram because they're like, oh, I saw this picture. But then I was chatting with a girl. I was, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, like I, a, I didn't know that I could I do have this. No plans for it the looks weekend, like yeah. it looked like I needed to be a professional to do this. But but, really. but the you know, Aliza said that I don't have to be. So I, I thought I'd try it. And, and and if they try it, then they usually stay. But that's right? the thing. I mean, and and it's, and it's doing it all the time because mm -hmm. if if you just uh, I'm gonna pose on Monday and then maybe next Monday. And right. If you don't, I mean, it happened to me on LinkedIn too. Is I had LinkedIn for many years. Mm -hmm. I never really used it for anything. Mm -hmm. And because of this new job, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to start posting every day and see what happened. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, wow, yeah. like you start talking with people from all around the world. I have, I have connections out there in very big positions and we talk one on one, like we yeah. talk to like colleagues. Yeah. But, but it took that same step. It's like, oh, I, I better do it. Yeah, it has to be something you're committed and, to. And so exactly. I was asking myself, right, as the owner, is, is this what I want role? my primary job to be? And I decided no, right? Uh, which, which was a, a huge step, actually, because I had been doing it mostly with some mixed results, yeah. you know? And then I had to say, okay, where is my skill set best used? And I think that takes a lot of humility. I mean, I, I'm not saying that just because no, I did right. it, but like, there's a lot of business owners who really do think they can do it all or that they think they have to do it all. And no, and I, and I heard from business owners too. It's like, well, I'm going to hire someone who just know Instagram mm -hmm. or you just spend the whole day in Facebook. Like, that's a job. That's, mm -hmm. It takes time and effort. I mean, you, you kind of just start posting stuff just because. You need to have a strategy behind and you need yeah. to think of like, what well, I'm going to say that engage people, mm -hmm. that motivates people. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that I think makes you, them yeah bridge that gap exactly. between I'm interested and I'm doing instead of saying ha huh, I like and, yeah. and nothing happened right. right I mean that was a really interesting conversation I remember having with Chris uh, the owner of Why Not in the very beginning because he also was trying to do lots of degustatia yeah. and like you know wine tastings and I was trying to do events you know it's forty people would like your event. 
and but then, but this and, and this is before they changed it to have like the going yeah, yeah like, interested informed not sure. me not sure all that stuff it was just like if you liked it it looked like you were going people were like oh well I, I said I was coming on the event and I'm like you're the first person who just clicked on the event and <laughs> came because most people just say ah cool yeah <laughs> and then never come so you're like sitting there prepared for like 20 people and one person comes like, oh, goodness. How, how, much, how much do you think um, these five years uh, make you grow as a, not just as, a, as an entrepreneur, but also as a, as a, as a business person? That's uh, a lot. In, in a lot of the other jobs that you do. Um, a lot, although it's funny because I think it will be hard to go back to a job where I have a boss. No, it I mean, is, I, I, I mean that in a serious way, I, I, in a joking but a serious way, because I have this mindset of, I got an idea, let's go forward with it. And you can't do that in most companies. No, even even if, if they're even if they're people. encouraged. Yeah. Like I mean, in the, the job design the game design company I'm working for, they encourage it. But there's still a framework which you have to work in. And it took me a really long time to not feel like that was a, a cage. Yeah. So, I would like you to ask before you do <laughs> next time. Yeah, like, oh, you just responded to this person, but we didn't talk about what your response was gonna be. And I was like, oh, but was it an okay response? Yeah, I just yeah. would have liked to have, I would just would have liked to have had input. I'm like, oh, that's fair. I But respect I mean, that. In, in today's environment, I'm, guess, I'm guessing that's um, a more thought um, skill. I mean, I mean, people's encouraging people just, just to like, look, just do, move forward. We trust in your skills. They say it, but you have to have a really confident boss to be able to do it. Right, because yeah. your boss has to trust you that you're not going to bring shame to the company, that you're not going to promise something that you can't deliver, that you can't, you know what I mean? That yeah. you are not going astray from the mission. If you're a longtime employee, I think that you know you've probably built that trust with your boss. But if you're a new employee, it can be really difficult to be like, "But I'm I'm, I'm working what I think is the best interest of the company," and it's like, well. We're not sure that that is. So yeah. how, how, how much you were like that when you hired your uh, social media person? Where you like... Uh, well, to be honest, my very first social media person, Ksenia, was great because she had built a following on her own page. And so I already knew that she knew way more okay. than me. So I kind of just let her go. Uh, I had a lot of discussions with friends about that because some of my friends were like, I mean, shouldn't you be managing her more? Like making her give you feedback on like what's working and what's not. And I'm like but it's working. And they're like, but how much? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I can see the difference in the end results, right? Like I'm, I'm not more actually <laughs> tracking exactly what the differential is because I can't attribute it to just this. I mean, if I was, if I had, you know, thousands of customers no. a month, I might start tracking that, but we really have like 600 to 800 customers a month. Still, so I it's mean, like, Do I really want to track and see if this one person came from Instagram? I mean, I know they did, but I'm not going to be like. I mean, it's also that the people think that all right, let's, let's let's count how many people came from this one. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't work that way because no. people will check the Instagram, might do nothing, might check yeah. Facebook again, do nothing, and then might check some 
billboard. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, now you convince me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's never just one source. It's right. really hard for, for a social media person to say, look, this is exactly what is going to make the difference. This is going to make the conversion, right? right. My post is going to bring people in. It's, yeah. a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole process. You keep pushing. You keep giving. Yeah, you keep, you keep teasing. You keep interesting, right? Because it's not, especially what you're talking about, you know, it's, it's like the most analog business ever. It's not like I can follow the buyer's journey and see that, oh, it was our checkout page where yeah. they really got annoyed, right? It, it's, there's yeah, no it's, checkout it's page. It's, it's whether they come in, right? And so it's funny because I'll get, you know, ads on Google like, build your business, you know, add a structured snippet about what you want to post on Google ads, like have them learn more about your product. And I'm like... I can't really do that. (laughs) I understand what you want me to do. (laughs) It's not going to work. Now, uh, something that happened, and and, um, I'm going to start closing because we're running a little bit out of time, Mm but um, for entrepreneurs, there's also a bad thing that Mm -hmm. they get bored very often. They get bored uh, very soon. So Mm -hmm. how do you feel at this point in Malamika? And and are you planning something else after? Or do you think you're going to go for a second avenue or a second business? Um, I mean, you can see from my, my path yes. that I, you know, it is easy to get bored. I mean, I, I, I speak of this in the most positive way possible, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, I had to make a choice, money or working in the business. And then it was like, okay, now I've built the business. What's Do next? I want to stay in this? And that's why I joined the game, the game design company, right? But that actually turned out to be a lot of work to have two jobs. So I've actually resigned from the game design company. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, now I feel like we're in a position to say, what's next? Uh, I have a manager now who's like managing a lot of the day-to-day operations, which takes a huge relief off of me because to think about coming back and doing that, it's not new for me, right? It's you, you still need novelty. And so the idea is like, okay, what's what will be novel? It's what like you said, it's, it's all yeah. about the challenges. Like it, yeah. it's, if you don't have enough challenges, motivation mm-hmm. starts like disappearing, I guess. Yeah. So it, it's a, I think it's a constant challenge for entrepreneurs um, is to find ways to be re, to fall re in love with your business, right? Business, yeah. Amanda, this is the time we have for now, but I'm... Um, there were a lot of projects that we didn't talk about because <laughs> okay. I got really into that. But I think this is very valuable for people who's listening right now, especially when they're trying to plan their business and how to know how to let go and how to yeah, how I hope to just so. keep moving. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you have to understand your business and you have to understand your clients, right? And that I think is the key of marketing. It's the key of business. So I think if you can remember Tom, that, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna finish go. the show with that that phrase. And I want to thank you for coming. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to our first podcast in our new studio. And thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye bye. My name is Marcos Brava, and this was Incoming Chat. Thank you for joining us today. Do not miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time. Incoming Chat.